I'm hearing a song. Can I ask the 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 worship team to come back? And um, can I ask you to just rise up on your feet? You are holy, holy. Are you Lord God Almighty? Worthy, worthy is the Lamb. Worthy, worthy is the Lamb. You are holy, holy, holy. Are you Lord God Almighty? Worthy, worthy is the Lamb. You are worthy, Lord. One more time, sing. You are holy, holy, Lord. Lord God Almighty, worthy is the Lamb. Worthy, Lord. Worthy is the Lamb. Amen. Sing hallelujah. Hallelujah. For the Lord God Almighty reigns. up your hand and worship him the one whose eyes are like fire the one who answers sing worthy 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 is the land the one who moves mountains you are holy you are holy Lord God are you Lord are you Lord God Almighty? Worthy, worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. One more time. You are holy. Yeah. Holy. Are you Lord God Almighty? You are my strength. Father, you are the King of Kings. You are the Lord of Lords. There is nobody we can compare you with. You are the one that is found worthy to open the scroll. When you speak, your words have penetrative force. When you speak, there is nothing that remains the same. 
you change situations by your word this afternoon we welcome you that there might be a change here in our lives that there might be a change in the way we know and see you for you are more than what we think you are you are excellent you are wonderful find the word to lift his name high you are faithful you are exalted you are wonderful you are holy you never fail there is none like you you are my god all the other gods are the works of man but you are the only one that carries me some people carry their gods but our god carries us because he has wings he hides me under his wings he is the only one i'll give my life to this afternoon lord we ask that you come down when you come down things change when you come down situations change when you come down conditions change when you come down sicknesses flee when you come down nothing remains the same we know you as god we know you as master we know you as healer we know you as the miracle worker we know you as an excellent god when you speak your words have a penetrating force and we can live by it you are a supplier you are our defender you are our protector you are our abba father you are exalted my god and that is why we've come to say thank you in the name of jesus lift up your heads or you gates be you lifted up you everlasting doors let the king of glory come into this place the lord strong and mighty the lord mighty in battle the one whose eyes are like fire the one who conquers the world there is no situation he cannot overcome we bow before you jesus for your name is greater thank you father in jesus mighty name we pray ah no 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 your amen is in the icu my friend your amen is in the icu so when i say in jesus name you have to shout that it moves from icu at least to the world yeah to the world in jesus name we pray somebody shout hallelujah hallelujah i want to speak very briefly on the subject of god's word our source of life i want to thank um, um uh, you for coming because uh, particularly those that are on youtube I, I logged in to see and there are people there i want to thank you for coming those that are worshiping us with us for the first time you are so much welcome one of the things that we know about god is that he is a source and a sustainer. I don't know whether you know that. The word Abba, actually, which we, we used to refer to God, actually means that he is a source, but he's also a sustainer. God will never begin something. He cannot be the source and fail to sustain it. That's why you need to put all your trust in him. Can I have the keyboard man nearer, you know, just in case? Be playing those keys. Be playing those keys because God wants to do a ministry. We don't come to church just to talk. 
talk. No, no, that's not how we come to church. We come to church to experience him. And when we talk about God as a source and a sustainer, that's the word Abba. I hope you know that. That word, that's what it means. You, your destiny is in his hands and he's the source of who you are, but he will also take time to sustain you. That's why, contrary to the views of most scientists in the 18th century who thought that God created the world and left it to run like a machine, God is not like that. Because those views came up as a, as a result of mistrust that God doesn't care, so he created and left the world to run like a robot. But he sustains. Turn, turn to your neighbor and tell them God sustains. And he is the reason why you are still alive. And so in Psalm 119, brethren, verse 25 to 27, we already heard the scripture. The Bible says, my soul clings to the dust. You need to find good news because I'm going to refer to it, that particular passage. You need to find good news. I just put it somewhere. It said, my soul clings to the dust. Give me life according to your word. And he said, when I told of my ways, you answered me. Teach me your statutes and make me understand the way of your precepts and I will meditate on your wonder. This is David. For a well-being to manifest in your life, for you to have a sense of well-being, because you and I are designed to hear from that source. Man is designed to hear from the source, from the fountain of living waters. For our lives to change, which is what we are going through this theme of transformation. For a life to change, there is a source responsible for that transformation. There's a source. And when we say God's word, our source of life, is not just information about God. No. It's not just like how you, you read a newspaper Information about God is life. Turn to your neighbor and tell them it's life. Turn to another different neighbor this time around and tell them it is life. And when you read the Bible's images on describing who God is and all those images, one of them is the fountain of life and in like rivers, you discover that that river never runs dry. Because when we talk about a source, you've got to find out that you need to know that that's the beginning of everything. If now a river is still flowing up to now, I don't know how many years it has existed, there must be a source somewhere. And the source is in Uganda here. And God is that river that never runs dry. Is this spiritual food that strengthens your soul. That's God. And then enables you to walk daily with him. And so unless you build on a strong word foundation, unless you build on what he has said, you're going to have gaps in your faith. You're going to have gaps in your prayer life. You're going to have gaps in your spiritual life. Unless you build on this source. Unless you build on this particular word foundation, 
to draw strength from God because you also need to know how to do that. Many people read the Bible. I went after they have read it. Show me the fruit because I'm interested in the result that, has, that the Bible has given you. I'm interested in, in, in seeing the success after you have now read the Bible. And the result is usually tested. You can see it from the fruit that the person is producing. A man built a, you know, a house on a rock, another one built on sand. What distinguished the two is the result. And you know Jesus you know, taught the parable in the context of the word. Somebody say amen. This one that he built on a rock and the one that built on sand... What distinguished them was not the materials that they imported from China. You can import from Dubai. If you like, import, including sand, which you used to build, import it from China. But after you have imported, the place where you built, and then the result after that is what matters. Somebody say amen. So we are talking about gaps that can exist Unless you, if, if, if you don't build on a strong word foundation, because that's the source. It's a life word. The word of God is life. When you speak this word of God, you are speaking actual life. You are speaking actual life. And the spirit of God, actual, you are speaking life. And that life is in many dimensions. I'm going to show you very soon. For example, put up Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 to 22. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 to 22. And this is what the Bible says. My son, oh please, find, another, find my own version. You know, I'll be directing you. <laughs> my son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. That should be King James Version. And then that particular verse, it says, For they are life unto those that find them, and the health to all their flesh. These are images the writer is using. For the why, why is it that you must anchor? He, he explains it there. Say, for they are life to those that find them. In other words, you have to be very deliberate to find the source. You have to be deliberate. There is a path for you. When, 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 when you are working with God, God has a path, you also have a path. God cannot read the Bible on your behalf, for example. You can't say he is now reading the Bible so you can grow. You have to do that by yourself. And so the writer said, they are life to those that find them. You have to search spiritual things. You have to endeavor to search them in order to grow. Somebody say amen. And so Jesus, this is New Testament now, John chapter 6, verse 63. His word is spirit and life. And he was talking to the disciples. So it's that spirit that quickens, that gives life. 
Look at it there. It is a spirit that quickens the flesh, profits nothing. The words I speak to you, they are spirit and their life. I'm going to come back to that verse. But the issue is that when you release the word of God, you now, you are literally releasing the life-giving spirit. You are literally releasing the life that God has. And it will do exceedingly abundantly above what we can ask or think. That's, that, that's what it is. And the Bible says, no word of God shall be void of power. That's what makes a difference between the one that even though he has imported all the raw materials to build his house, as long as you build it on sand, be sure. You don't need anybody to prophesy to you. It will fall. That one that did not build it, he didn't import but went and built on a rock. These are the images. That particular house will survive. That is why, brethren, listen to me very carefully. When God speaks, what was dead before will receive life. I don't think you heard what I just said. I'm going to repeat it. Because I want it to get to your ear gate. When you speak, when God speaks, this word, when it's spoken, that thing that was dead will receive life. And what is about to die will also receive life. And I'm going to pray for that prayer here in a moment for people here. And it doesn't matter what is it that they have told you is not possible that it's going to be, you know, very hard. We have seen situations that change because of this dimension of understanding. The word of God shall be void. No word of God shall be void of power. Ezekiel chapter 37 verse 9. God said, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath. That says the Lord God, come from the four winds. All breath and breath on this slain, that they may do what? That they may live. You see, his expectation was not that those things remain the same way they are, which is how some of us, some of us approach God. Yeah? Your expectation as you come to God is that let me just try it, and God is not a, a laboratory for trial and error. Tell, help me and turn to your neighbor. Tell them that. Tell them God is not a laboratory where you test things, you try, try out things. He's not. That they may live. That's the expectation if it truly you know that God's word is a source of life when you come to him if there was a deficiency in your life, you need to be expectant that that particular issue will be addressed. That's how it works. So Ezekiel chapter 3, verse 1 to 2. I'm not going to talk so much because I want to spend some time and we pray. Ezekiel, show them Ezekiel 3, 1 to 2. 
Moreover, he said unto me, you, you've hung on to okay, you know, King James. Okay, you can now move to another different version. You, know, you don't have to be. <laughs> he said to me, O Moto, eat what is offered to you. Look at it there. Eat what is offered to you. Eat this scroll. And go and speak to the house of Israel. This is a prophet is being commissioned at this level. And his assignment is to go and speak to a rebellious nation, to, to all the, you know, the context. Some of these prophets are sent to very hard, you know, difficult circumstances. Impossible. And of course, he now says, so I opened my mouth and he gave me the scroll to eat. Now, this eating of the scroll is a symbolic of uh, the word of God abiding in that prophet, abiding presence. You know, Jesus mentioned in John chapter 15, verse 7, you can even show it to them. He said, if you abide in me and my words abide in, in you, then you can ask for whatever you wish. But God told him, say, eat what is offered to you. And then after you have eaten it, go and now speak to the house of Israel. Why did, he, why did he just say, okay, now you can go and speak to the house of Israel. I'm the Lord. I have sent you. He said, eat this. In other words, what he's saying to Ezekiel is that your assignment to go and speak requires that you take this menu. This is a menu you take. That assignment for you to go and speak requires the menu, the word. That's what he's telling him. And that is the same menu that he revives. That's why, going back to our scripture, David said, My soul clings to the dust. Give me life according to your word. Now, show us good news version. The good news version, there's something there. The good news says, I lie defeated in the dust. Revive me as you have promised. Put up good news and you see. You don't have good news. Okay, you can find it from your phone. But I want you to lift up your hand and say, Lord, as I've come here in this service, in the name of Jesus, revive my spiritual life. The good news says, I lie defeated. Mark that word. In the dust. Dust is an image of helplessness. Because in those days when they need to repent, when they need to humble themselves, when a person has really been brought to nothingness, they would talk of images like dust and ashes. Of course, we are in the, during the Lent season on Ash Wednesday, we now put that symbolic case of ash. In those days when they really need to, 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 to make themselves vulnerable before God, this, this, is, what is, this is what, you know, ha happens. He, he, David now uses that, say, I lie defeated in the dust. Revive me. In other words, bring me up as you have promised. Now, listen, it doesn't mean that he's dead. No. He's talking about the divine life that is absent in him. There are people who can be working. They have all the money. They have all the, the, the whatever it takes. They have everything. 
but there is nothing that abides in, their, in them. There are people who can be moving. They have been to the university. They have a good job. They are earning well. For you, you are admiring them. They are in a, in a very nice car. And for that, some of you are praying for marriage. You say, oh my God, I wish this. Immediately, the characteristics you see, you go and enter them on your, on your list of, you know, what you want a husband to be like. You say, I want, I want my husband to be having that nice car. There are people who are moving, but they are, they are, they are, there's no life in them. And so you've got to be very careful as you now draw closer to the edge. I can see marriage. I can see wives here. I see them. I see husbands here. And I know the kind of prayer you have been praying for the last six months. I know it. But then, when we talk about life, it's not that particular figure around you see that person. There's a divine life that that person must have a source where they draw strength from. If you like, go and buy a very nice car, you know, brand new, not used, new used, how we say, you say, are you the first user in Uganda? We have developed those concepts because of poverty and, you know, Let's talk about brand new. But then, let them come and remove the engine. Remove it, remove the engine, and, and then take it somewhere else. And it remains packed as it is there. Brand new, all the tires are new. You open inside, that smell is there. But there's no engine. Me, whose engine is old, I'm on the road. Which one has life? Help me to turn to your neighbor and ask them, which one has life? And this is, this is one thing that believers need to understand and, and know. That the engine which you don't see is now what makes this particular car to move. So the good news version says, I lie defeated in the dust. Revive me. In other words, I am in a state where I need help. I'm in a state where if you don't help me, then the strength I have been having, I've been generating for myself, will finally go away, and then the final result will be a downfall. I pray for each one of us here who will not have a downfall in our Christian faith. That we will stand because we have a source. Let me tell you something. If engineers go now, somewhere between Karuma Falls and uh, the source of Nile. Engineers can go there and put a barrier, you know, like how they do construction of uh, these big dams. and They can put a barrier there and stop all the water from coming the other side. Do you know that for some days or hours or whatever it is, Karuma Falls will still be flourishing? Yes. Still, you, you go there and say, wow, this is a very... But let's talk about after some few more days. Let's go and see whether it will still flow. And there are some of us who can be in that state now. The current status, yeah, you know, I feel better. You know, at least I'm able to move for the next one week. What the world offers to you is different from what the word of God offers to you. 
The world offers to you a temporary kind. You can still move with that. You know, like how you are on E, empty. I'm told E, sir, means enough for some. I agree. I'm not going to disagree. But if you've been driving a car which is borrowed, you don't know at which time it jakes. Because some people are looking for a place where it has to jake first to know that there's no fuel. And we are not created to be to reach a jaking point. That's when you now run to God. Turn to your name and tell them, say, you are not created to reach a jaking, a jaking, you know, jaking. G-E-R-K, you know, you know, when a car is jaking, that's what, you know, there's no fuel. And so what we do, we found out there was a day I was coming, I was, I was at one day, and a guy put there a double indicator. You know, usually I know fuel has ended now. Thank God. Back home in Malawi, they will, they, the police will come and tow it away. You can't do that on the main road. There is no reflector. You know, you are expecting people to guess that your fuel has ended. They just come and take it away. And so we have believers that they are waiting to connect to God. There are some of them who are not born again. And if you are not born again, you better, life to, you better give your life to Jesus Christ today. Because some of them will come and say, Ah, you know, this thing of giving my life to Jesus Christ, let me first enjoy. So on my deathbed, that's when I'm going to give my life to Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> so many of them are at that point. Don't wait until that point reaches. The psalmist said, I lie defeated. In other words, I've acknowledged I no longer have strength. But there is a source that can revive me. There's a source that can take me out from that defeated position. So it doesn't mean he's dead yet, no. But something is absent in him. And that is what has brought him to that level, the defeated level. Turn to your neighbor and tell them there is a defeated level. And let me tell you this. The defeated level is the deficiency level. I don't know whether you have understood that one now. The defeated level is the deficiency level. You are deficient of certain things. That's why you are defeated. Always you are the one with an issue. Always. The reason why you are defeated, something is lacking in there. There's no source. And I gave you the analogy. You can still be flowing for some minutes. But the problem is that you are not connected to the source very soon. It's just a matter of time. Why? Because you have made a dwelling in a temporary place which cannot sustain you. I told you God is the source and then he's also the sustainer. The defeated level is the deficiency level. You are defeated when you are deficient of the word foundation. So David said, revive me. Or give me life. Some versions, you know, say that. As you have promised, that's now the, the good news. Why? Because he knows that the word of God is a storage of what God has promised. This Bible you hold. It's a storage of everything that God has promised is in there. And let me just mention four things 
that we rest on in order to lay hold of God's promises that are found in his word. What are those things? Because when God promises, for example, when he says he's the source of life, what are those things that are a guarantee that he will do what he has said? Because you have to be very sure. There are four. Number one, is the character of the person that is saying it. In other words, if you really, really, if I come and promise you I'm going to do this, check my character, check my integrity. Do I have integrity? Can I say something and stick to it? Am I reliable? Those are the things that, you know, should move you to trust in me. Because I can promise you, but I'm not reliable. Are we together? Check the character. It's one of the ways to know that I have guarantee. Check the character. Number two, check the competence. The ability of the person to do or deliver what he has said is very important. I don't know whether you are getting me. Is this God able to deliver? Does he have the capacity to deliver this promise? You know, you're trying to find out what is it that makes me to stand firm on God's promises and what he has said. One of the things you check is this area of competency. Does he have the capacity? Does he have the resources? Does he have... Because I might have integrity. I I can promise you, you know, I will do this and you believe, but I don't have the capacity to fulfill what I've said. The competence. Somebody was telling us, he said, you know, this man, for example, is not a pilot. Hmm? But uh, suppose I'm traveling outside the country and uh, he has promised to say, no, me, I'm going to fly you to the UK. I know he has the integrity, he's a Christian, he's a good, I love him, this man, but he doesn't have the competence to fly me. How many of you will go in that plane? <laughs> Only Esther. <laughs> After Esther, Esther has entered the plane, I'll come and whisper to Esther. Esther, I don't think that uh, <laughs> you are safe in this plane. But you see, the, this man has not gone to a flight school. So he means well. He, he is a Christian, he's born again. In the area of integrity is okay. But now, competence, he doesn't have it. And that's why you, that is a believer, you will have all the confidence in a non-believer who does not know God, does not know Christ, you are going to the airport. Do you know who flies you? Because since, since 9-11, actually, those cockpits, they used to be left. Eh? You can see all those guys. Since 9-11, all the airlines were forced to put their restrictions, to, to close because of what happened. Those guys that entered into the cockpit and, 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 and did what they did. So you actually don't know. So one of the things why I'm very sure God will deliver the promise is that he's competent. He's competent. He has the resources. Number three, you need to always check this thing that I'm asking and believing God for, is it provided for in his word? 
In other words, find out his will on the issue. Find out the commitment. What promise? Where has God committed himself to do? And this, these guidelines will actually encourage you in your prayer life. Because you know God has integrity. You know he's able. You know he actually can deliver. You also know that it's provided for. For example, if you are praying for a godly husband, for a godly wife, you know that marriage is a good thing. And it's provided for. And then finally, always find out what is his track record regarding that issue. Is God, has he done it before? One of the ways to actually tap into the promises of God. Find out, has he done it? What about history? Has God ever done it before? You'll discover that out of all the four things, God passes the test. Your boss can promise you, your boss is a human being. If, you don't, if, if that's the only thing you know as a source, my friend, one day you'll wake up, even after promising you that I'm going to increase you know, your salary, one day when he wakes up, he says, I don't want you anymore in this organization. That's how human beings are. So when David said, give me life according to your word, David knows it is provided for you, God. I am very sure you have the competence to revive me. You, God, I'm very sure of your character. You, God, I'm very sure that you have done this before. Somebody say amen. These are the things you must approach God with. Some of you approach God with so much doubt that God could probably even wonder why you even in the first place came. You have met people who say, you know, let's just pray, but I, whether, I, 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 know, I know God will not answer. Why, why would you then pray? So David approaches God, because this is a prayer, by the way. Revive me, he's asking him, according to your word. Revive me according to your word, he's very sure. He's a spiritual life from God. He's a divine life that he's looking for. To revive him. Somebody say hallelujah. So from today, let nothing discourage you if God is your source. Let nothing change you if God is your source. If the word of God is your source. Let nothing. Don't allow circumstances of life to change your attitude towards God's word. Settle it forever in your heart. That they will be fulfilled. Somebody say amen. Of course, it may require seven trips around the walls. The children of Israel... They want to conquer Jericho. God gave them instruction. Move seven times. It may require seven dips in the river. That's how Naaman gets healed. You know the story. But the victory will surely come through. Turn to your neighbor and tell them the victory will surely come through. Why? Because God has spoken and he has the competence to do so. When David made this statement, he's not just referring to an empty intellectual word. No, there's life in this world. There is power in it. There is power in it. And that power is tangible, produces results. When you release it, if it's sickness, that word produces healing. If it's a difficult circumstance, that word produces results. There's a way in there. There's a way in there. I want us to stand.
this is my desire to honor you Lord with all my heart Lord with all my heart I worship just sing it meditatively meditatively with all eyes closed sing and all I have within me I give you praise all that I adore all that I adore is in you My heart, that's the first step you take. I give you my soul. That's the next step you take. I live for you alone. Every breath that I take is from you, Lord. Every moment I'm away. Sing how your way. How your way. One more time. Sing. Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I live for you. I live for you alone. Every breath that I take, every moment I'm away, have your way. Have your way in me close your eyes you see when you are spiritually dry when you ask such a person the issue is that the word is not at work in them they are defeated and it's because of the deficiency of the word that caused that defeat I'm going to invite just two groups of people to come in front here. Number one, those who life has defeated. You know, you are very sure that your investment had been in men. You made them the source. You made them the sustainer. And over a time, you've noticed that actually the four things I mentioned were never found in them. There's no integrity. They are not competent. They are not able to do what they promise. They don't have a track record of having done it. And they just can't do it. And that led to your defeat. You abandoned the place of the word. That strong foundation. You're living in defeat. Because there is no foundation, no word foundation. And you are saying today, Lord, I ask just like David prayed, revive me according to your word. Just come in front here. Just walk in front here. Thank you, sister. The Lord actually told me that you particularly, you came in here with that kind of 
Just walk. Just walk in front here. Defeated people. People who life has beaten. People who life has taken them from this level to the other. This is your time. This particular day is your day. God wants to minister to you. God wants to reassure you. God wants to show you who he is. Just come. One more time. One more time. There's a chance here. That's why we come to church, brethren. This God we serve means well for you and me. He is the Alpha and Omega and everything in between. He is the source and sustainer. He knows what you are going through. But sometimes when we switch him off as a source, we cannot partake of his goodness. Let's stretch our hands towards this individual. And if you are still there, this is the time. Father, thank you for her life and destiny. The source and the sustainer is you. But Lord, we have invested wrongly. We have looked elsewhere for help. It is also David who said, I look up to the mountains, to the hills. Where does my help come from? Whatever it is that, Lord, we have done to invest in a man, a mortal man. Yet you are the sustainer. You are the source. You are the beginning. Lord, we plead for mercy. Thank you for this, your servant, your daughter that is here. She comes in here with a lot of an attitude and a sense of doubt of whether you are still there as God and King. But today, from this day onwards, you want to change her life only if she can connect to a God that understands our lives. You have created her. And you have made her the apple of your eye. You have groomed her to this level. And today you brought her to this particular house of God to reassure her that there is a destiny for her. That all the investment that has been made wrongly, there is a revival. That all the defeat that life has thrown at her, all the defeat that men, people have initiated and thrown it at her today, she's connecting to the source, the fountain that never runs dry. I want to ask Reverend Rona, just come and, you know, just hug this, hug this lady, minister to her, assure her get her hands and just list prayer for her whatever it is that she that brought her here when 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 they were asking people who have just come and she stood the lord said that 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 person has come here and is beaten with life and is defeated and is downtrodden but today is the beginning of a victory Victor, christian life is victorious life you don't live using your own strength you live by faith. You live by faith. You live by faith. That's what the Lord is saying to you, sister. 
in Christian life, you live by faith. And at all the things you have, you have, you know, you have gone through and you had an attitude towards who God is, this very moment, God is changing all your attitude towards who he is. God wants you to know he has integrity. He can look after you. He has the competence. He has the resources. And he can be trusted. That's a word for you. You can minister to her just at that, at that chair. Please take time to know her. And then finally, if you are here and you don't know Jesus Christ, please come in front of you. I give you my heart. I give you my soul. My soul. I live for you alone. Every breath that I take. If you are here and you are not born again, my friend, come in front. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Yes, clap, 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 clap. Bible says there's joy in heaven. When one soul comes to him. You know, I came in here believing and trusting what God wants to do this afternoon is not ordinary. If you are here and you know if you died today, my friend, you will not go to heaven. Walk in front here. It doesn't matter how long you have been in this service. That's not an issue. Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. Come, come, brother. Come, brother. Come, brother. I live for you. That's new here. That's new here. New there. New, new. You will need. You want to talk to me? New. That's new. New there. Have your way. Give me your hand. Give me your hand. I want you to stretch your hands towards this, this brother of ours. This is what the church is meant to be. Father, thank you for his life. You are the reason why he is still standing. And you have made him to come for this service because today is the day when he moves from darkness to light. All the oppression Satan has made against you, brother, ends today in the name of Jesus. All the pain ends today. Say after me, say, Lord Jesus. Be loud, be loud. It's a public confession. Say, Lord Jesus, today I thank you for my life. I believe that you died for me. I believe that I am yours. Today, I declare Jesus is Lord and I am saved. I move from darkness to light. I invite Jesus into my life. Separate me from every form of wickedness. By your grace, by your grace, today, I declare, I am born again. I am set free in the name of Jesus. Jesus, enter into my life and make a difference. 
in the name of Jesus I pray amen do we have some people to come and receive this brother there's, there's one more category the Lord is pointing to me and I cannot leave this I can't leave it. I know you guys might not be used to this but look everybody stand stand don't sit don't sit stand stand on your feet stand on your feet stand on your feet yes if you know you have been very depressed you have prayed prayers you have believed they have said join Bible study you have done it they have said now read this one you have done it you have watched all the preachers but the depression has continued one of the ways to know that your source is cut off is when you begin to operate that way you see let me tell you that's not the way we are supposed to live no worry anxieties and all these things jesus made it very clear some of the things that jesus said are developing now the medical world is developing money and conditions out of those things jesus made it very clear should not worry do not be anxious if you know close your eyes close your eyes it's not a performance if you know you know you will receive help if you know you are depressed or you are in the middle of i don't care how long they have told you that it will take just walk in front here reverend rona forgive me and the rest of the leaders i just need to do to do this just walk in front here thank you sister you know you are walking in depression you know you are walking in disappointment it's also an indication you are investing in people who just walk in front here walk walk give us a song as these people come in i want to pray for these particular individuals he is able more than able to accomplish what concerns me today he is able more than able when you come here begin to ask god if there is an area where you invested wrongly in your emotions you see the word of god can also do operation yes it can sort out internal issues hebrews mentioned it it can sort out internal issues which no doctor can sort out I want you to know God is able. You've been moving from man to man, hospital to hospital, you know, friend to friend, you know, counselor after counselor. No. God has invited you. You came in for this service so that your life of depression ends today. Whether you believe it, you don't believe it, it doesn't change God. Yes. It doesn't change God. I want you to stretch your hands. This is the last prayer. You have cried. Your, your, your pillow has, has been wet. You have cried so much to the extent that you have developed that headache. Other diseases began to come in. Some people have disappointed you. I want to show you it's because the source, the source you had put in, you connected wrongly. Somewhere after some time, that thing begins to dry up there is only one source is the word that can sort out internal issues i want you to kneel down just kneel in humility just kneel and tell god lord 
I know you are the source. I know you are the beginning and the end. I know that everything about my destiny, you are aware of it. I have come to you because they have said you are the source. Therefore, as I come, Holy Spirit, strengthen me. Pray that prayer. Pray that prayer, brother. Pray that prayer, sister. Open your mouth and pray it. That's what David did. David found himself in the dust. That's an image. He found himself in a place of suffering. He found himself in a place where he was defeated. That's why good news says, you know, at a defeated level. And the reason was, deficiency is the cause of your defeat. When the word which is supposed to have the internal storage of you, that thing that is supposed to be the driving force to propel you to face the next day, when it is not there, you are like that engine, that car that is parked outside there. The engine was removed, and then, even though it is clean, it cannot move anywhere. There are destinies that have been packed on the road. It's because of deficiency. Your source has a limit, but there is a source that does not have a limit. That's the word of God. Father, thank you for these, your servants. Can I have ushers here? I would like to have two men and two ladies. Because I'm going to ask these people after I've prayed, and you hug them, and you show them love, and you show them that this God they are talking about works. Can I have those people to come here? Two men and two ladies. Just stand behind the person you are going to hug. You are going to welcome. And I want these leaders to walk with these people. Church is supposed to provide solutions. That's what church is supposed to be. And you stand behind that person, you're going to take responsibility for that person. To follow them up. If there is another structure, you guys will tell me that other people can follow. But you have taken responsibility to walk with these people. Father, thank you for this, your servants. They have come because in you there is help. My job is to bring them out from the congregation which I obeyed your word and they are now here. This is just by faith they stepped out into this place that you may change their lives. Lord, beginning from this one to the other one, change their lives. First of all, change that thing that they have been believing in. Point them to the word which is the foundation. Point them to the place, the place that even though sorrows come, they have faith to conquer. The Bible says the one who is born of God conquers, overcomes the world. I ask that you end the matters of depression in their lives in the name of Jesus. Deal with every form of depressive issues in their lives. All the chains of depression, let them be broken tonight in the name of Jesus. Revive them, resuscitate them. Some of them were at the defeated level. Some of them were at the level of completely being defeated. But today, you locate them to help them. And Lord, above all, let their hearts be sold out to you. Let their lives be sold out to you. Console them where they have cried so much. Console them. The Lord showed me there is one of you is cried so much. Cried so much to the extent that you began to be develop other issues now came in. The Lord is consoling you today right this very service. 
You're going to go back different. You're going to go back different. You're going to go back with a world foundation. You're going to have to, to join a Bible study group. That person that is standing behind you must lead you to where they are studying the Bible. Not only to a counselor. Counselors are good, but they are not God. Priests are good, but they are not God. Pastors are good, but they are not God. They are just channels to convey the message. Father, I ask that you wipe away their tears. No more depression, no more confusion, no more disappointments, no more frustration that will shake them. Frustration may even come. Disappointment may even come. But because of the strong word foundation that you want to build from today, it shall not succeed in the thing that it will be sent for. Because the strong word foundation will now carry these people. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.